I've got some exciting news. Huh? <laughs> it's still not out. I gotta keep doing it. <laughs> True. Some exciting news. Huh? One of everybody's favorite Marvel actors that dropped off the face of the earth is coming back. Tim Roth is a, the guy in Shang-Chi. Matt Damon's coming back as fake Loki. Confirmed. Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Fake Loki. Okay. So I'm fucking hyped. Hey, welcome back to Here's the Thing. Episode 26. Not as hyped as I am. I think that's old news. Is it old news? Yeah. Lighting just got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, like... <sighs> what? Do you want to know how old that is? How old is it? It's, that's been rumored since March. I think it was just confirmed. Though. Yeah, it was confirmed. I didn't even know like, it was rumored. Fuck, I'm behind. Bro. I'm behind on the times, man. This, this is why I miss Twitter. <laughs> I kept up on all this shit. Yeah, I knew about that. That's why I'm Fuck. not as hype. I'm also just not hype. I don't, I don't ride hype waves. I don't, I don't get on the hype train anymore. I got on the hype train for Donda. It's still not out. Huh? Huh? It's just, I want it out. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I don't even, it could suck dick. I still want it. See, Jake has a big poster of Kanye in his room, and every morning he stares at it and he goes, huh? No, and I just, why? I don't have that. <laughs> I have a Mac Miller poster, and every day I miss Mac Miller. True. Every day. I wake up, I'm missing. But no, nah, uh, that'll be cool, though. I'm not not excited for that. But that, like, I'm no, if anybody gets in line to see that fucking movie for Matt Damon, I'll fucking kill them. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Damon should not be the selling point of Thor Love and Thunder. Yo, why, why are you here? I'm excited for this. Oh, Taika Waititi said it's his like funniest movie. Oh, this, this, this. I'm here for Matt Damon. Shoot him. <laughs> Get him out of here. Arrest him. Throw him out in the cold. Uh, anyway. But yeah, guys, welcome back. We're here, chilling. Jake's got his eyesight back. Bro. <laughs> that shit sucks so bad. They don't know the update since you went to get your eyes checked. There's, I mean, I got drops. And now I can see. Yeah. I, I, there's not really an update. Like, Well, they don't know. Man's dissolved his corneas. Yeah. They dissolved. They're gone. Oh, wait. What did I talk about? I thought I, t- I thought. No, I at the time you didn't know. You. Would oh, my God. That's right. We recorded and then I went to the doctor. Yeah. Holy shit. That's what I mean. Yeah. No. Uh, I... What we do? We went to the Red Sox game. Red Sox game was fine. My vision was like cloudy when I woke up the next day. We recorded, and I had gotten Visine, so I like cleaned out my eyes. We recorded. I was fine. I'm cooking dinner for my girl, and I made like some spicy ramen mm-hmm. or whatever. And the chilies in it were hurting my eyes, and I'm like, "All right, it's the chilies. <laughs> it's whatever." I go and look in the mirror, and my left eye looked like somebody had stabbed it. Red, red, but not like bloodshot, like blood red, like yeah. like actually red. And I'm like, holy shit! I show my girl, she's like, oh, that hurts to look at. I'm like, well, it fucking hurts. Let me tell you, <laughs> like I hate when people pull that shit. Like that looks like it hurts. Like it oh, it looks does. like it hurts. It's like he, bam, poker in the eye. <laughs> oh wow, does that hurt? Like it really pissed me off. So now I'm cooking dinner. I don't want to cook it anymore. I can't look out of one of my eyes. And as I'm cooking, my right eye starts hurting too. And so originally I'm like, because my uncle's an eye doctor, so I'm like, I'll call him tomorrow. If this doesn't go away, I'm going to call him. My right eye starts hurting. I'm like, I can't see. 
So I'm like cooking and I'm blinking every fucking 30 seconds to like, like hard blinking. I go to the, wa- I go to the, the bathroom. I wash my eyes out. I go back and cook. I'm pouring water into my eyes with a cup. It, it sucked. I can't see. I finished cooking dinner. My girl is like, let's go watch a movie. And I'm trying to be okay. I'm like, all right, let's go watch a movie. Yeah. I sit down on the couch. I couldn't, like the light from the TV was irritating my eyes and I couldn't keep them open to watch the movie. So now I'm annoyed. I'm like, I'm going to our, to my bedroom. Yeah. Like, I'm not watching this fucking movie. She goes, no, we can change it. I'm like, no, I can't watch it. Like, I, it's, like And then it she's, like, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, babe, it hurts. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm going to my room. She's like, well, you don't have to take it out on me. I looked at her. I was like, not the time. Not the time to be the girl boss fucking. I'm not the. I know you're not. <laughs> I'm not taking this shit. I'm not. Well, I'm not I'm, giving it out. You don't have to take it out on me. I can't see right now. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think I'm going to treat everybody happily? I'm mad at the world that I can't see. I'm laying in bed. She comes in my room. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no. I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking question. <laughs> I just left the living room. Because I can't see. You come in my room and go, are you okay? Yeah, I can see now. Turns out it was the room, not me. I'm fine. Like, Uh, the fuck? No, I'm awful. I can't see. mm -hmm. I call my uncle, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, well, I'm calling about my eyes. And he laughs, and he's like, well, I'm the doctor that's on call. So what's actually, what's going on? And I'm like, awesome. Tell him what's going on. He's like, great. Um, I'll meet you at my office in an hour. I'm like, awesome. Because he's at home, he's having dinner. And he's my uncle. Like, I'm not going to force him to come see me. Yeah. Because I know how it is. I'm like, all right, have your dinner. I'll see you in an hour. Mm-hmm. Go in the living room, look at my girl. I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet George at the office in an hour. I need you to drive me. Because I can't drive. Yeah. She's like, okay. I sit down for five fucking minutes. Can't. I can't sit there. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. I'm like, I can't sit here. I don't want to watch the movie. I can't sit here and listen to a movie. It's killing me. I'm going to go into my room. Go in my room, and I look up how long the walk is to get to his office. And it's like 35 minutes. I'm like, tight. I wait 20 minutes. I go out in the living room. I look at my girl. I'm like, I'm walking. Mm-hmm. She's like, how are you going to walk? I'm like, I'm walking. I'm not sitting my here. My legs work. My eyes don't. I'm like, I'm not sitting here for another 35 minutes. Yeah. I walk to his office. Get there. Text my girl. I'm like, you got to meet me here. She's like, what? I'm like, I need you to meet me here because I'm going to need somebody to give me a ride home. No, yeah. She's like, okay. She meets me there. My uncle gets there. He goes, hey, hey, how's it going? And I jokingly go, George, I can't see. And he goes, wait, really? And I'm like, well, no, but like it hurts. Mm-hmm. He looks at me. We go into his office. We sit down. He puts me in the chair where they look in your eyes by shining a light. Directly into your eyes. But like through the side. Like mm-hmm. they got to get the angle. I couldn't keep my eye open. So he's like holding my eye open. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't. He pulls away. I blink. I get up there. He puts his fingers. He looks. We count to like five. I lean back and we have to do this like 10, 15 fucking times. Mm -hmm. He looks in both my eyes. He goes, okay, your right eye is irritated. He goes, your left eye is pissed. (laughs) He's like, I don't know. What happened? How how do you think this could have happened? I told him about the Red Sox game, the rain, the gel, how it got in my eyes. Probably from the rain. He's like, Most likely. Well, he's like, all right, that's probably what happened. And he goes, so what you did was 
in your right eye, you burned holes in your cornea. I'm like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? He's like, well, the cornea is the first layer of your eye. And it keeps like dust from really getting into your eye. It keeps yeah. infection, basically, from getting in your eye. And I burned holes in it. Stings a lot. Yeah. I don't recommend it. In my left eye, I dissolved it almost completely. Like, gone. And he's like, your left eye, that thing is bad. I'm like, is it permanent? Because now in my head, I'm like, I'm blind. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to lose an eye. In my le- I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, my left eye is gone. And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, what does this mean? Is this permanent? He's like, no, no, we'll get you on some medicine. You'll be all right. I'm like, okay, but have I done permanent damage? He's like, in your right eye, no. And he goes, the good news is my left eye is incredibly nearsighted. Yeah. So I damaged my left eye, but I don't use my left eye. (laughs) So it's sort of like, I'm not blind in it. I still have the peripheral vision. It's just a little like, things got to get a little closer for me to see. Fuck it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. He tells me this. I'm like, okay, cool. Gives me the prescription. He had given me numbing drops when I got in. So that way I could like actually see for a minute. Yeah. Gives me the prescription. Calls Rite Aid. Expedites it. I'm like, word. I'll go pick it up. As I'm standing in this fucking pharmacy, Mm -hmm. all those lights. Just killing you? No. The drops wore off. Oh. I couldn't see. Flat out. And And my girl's in the car. And I'm texting her and I'm like, I'm third in line. She's like, I'm sorry, babe. And I'm like, no, the drops just wore off. I need help. I'm like, I can't. I can't stand here. As I'm about to send it, lady in front of me leaves. I'm like, okay. I'm next. I'll be fine. The lady in front of me at the fucking Rite Aid. I wish I heard her name so I could find her and shoot her. She gets her prescription in two seconds. It's mm-hmm. already paid for. It's covered by insurance. The lady literally hands her the bag and goes, here you go. Thank you. And this lady goes, do you have the right address for my stuff? Because I changed my address on all my accounts. I, I really need to set it up here. And I'm standing behind this lady and I'm visibly uncomfortable. I've never been more embarrassed by myself in public. Yeah. I am shifting my stance every two seconds. I'm blinking hard. There are tears coming down my face. And because my eyes were so irritated, my nose is running. And I don't care. It's dripping down my shirt. And I'm breathing through my mouth. So I'm standing there, shifting, blinking, dripping snot, going, <sighs> and this lady in front of me is like, can I change my address on my account? I, I verbally went, really? She turned and looked at me and went, yeah, really? And then got a look at me and went, oh, turns around and goes, you know, actually, we don't have to. <laughs> and then the lady's like no it'll take two seconds and then she looks up and sees me and she's like oh they stop their whole interaction the lady goes thanks and leaves <laughs> i'm like i want to apologize but at the same time like it's like fuck you. it's nine o'clock at night at a fucking pharmacy yeah nobody's in line at a pharmacy at nine at night that wants to be there mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing go online and change your address i don't give a fuck they're either stone and they want their hagen dust want to change their address or they're you yeah like <laughs> but so I get the medicine. Yeah. Which I thought insurance would cover. Didn't? No. Uh, so the lady tells me how much it is. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. She's like, what? I'm like, I might not be able to pay. Put my card in. Paid. I'm like, great. Go out to the car. Get home. Pour these drops in my eyes. Yeah. 
just bathed my eyes. And after 30 minutes, nothing changed. Really? I'm like, okay, it takes a little while, whatever. I'm laying in bed. Because I also get home, I went straight to bed. I'm not sitting. Like, I tried to sit for five minutes, couldn't, went to bed. 45 minutes, nothing changes. An hour goes by, nothing. At this point, my girlfriend's in bed. And she's like, are you feeling better? I'm like, no. And now I'm silently terrified. Because I'm like, I got the meds. They're steroids. They're Mm -hmm. supposed to fucking doop, doop, good. Yeah. Instant relief. No relief. Terrified. I didn't fall asleep till like four in the fucking morning. I texted my boss though, because I was supposed to be working the next day. I texted my boss at like one in the morning. And and you're like, I can't. I'm like, hey, uh, I know I'm supposed to be in tomorrow. I can't come in tomorrow. And before I could think of what to say, I went, I chemically burned my eyes. And I cannot see. I mean, it's pretty fucking accurate. It's pretty accurate. The next day she goes, well, I'm sorry that you did that. What did you do? (laughs) Tell her what I did. But she didn't tell my coworkers. Yeah. So on Sunday, my eyes are better. My right eye was fine within like a day. Yeah, you woke up and you were like. (gasps) Yeah, I'm like, my right eye can see. This is great. My left eye was fuzzy. Go. I go into my job on Sunday. Bring my girl. We have breakfast because it was my day off. And my coworkers come out and they're like, so you blinded yourself? And I'm like, yeah. My buddy Dave just goes, Jake, what the fuck do you do on your days off <laughs> that you chemically blind yourself? And I tell them and they're like, oh, it's, it was like a freak accident. I'm like, yeah, this wasn't like, like one of my coworkers was like, how'd you put gel in your eye? And I'm like, I wasn't scooping gel, rubbing it on my eyes like, going, this, oh, feels this feels so feels- fucking great. Like it sucked so bad. And then the worst thing, and it pissed me off, was I get home from the eye doctor I'm like, I tell my girl, I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can come lay with me, but I'm going to bed. And she goes, okay, one second. Goes and takes a bong rip. Oh. And I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm like, nah, fuck it. Never mind. She's like, what? I'm like, nah, nah. You go chill. You go smoke. I'm going to bed. I don't, don't get high. Because then she'll get stupid affectionate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't see. I'm not in the mood to be stupid affectionate. Oh, yeah. Like, you going to do that. You going to do it. But you may be on the couch tonight. Like, you you didn't read my you didn't read me. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> and then the next day she's like, "You're so judgmental and you were such a dick." And I'm like, "Babe, again, I couldn't see. Nelson Mandela could pop up in front of me and I'd still probably level him. Like, <laughs> just get the fuck. Like, I'm not in a good mood. And then when I need you to be there, you ain't got high. Like, I'm not. What'd you think I would say? Oh no, I get it. Nah, I don't get it. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Like, I don't get it. But yeah, so I blinded myself. And now he's better. And now I can see, which is so scary. Hurrah. Jake's love. Jake can see. It's Fuck. so freaky, though. Like. Yeah, I, I get that. That moment where you're so, like, oh, is this Bro, it? and then the worst was, so my aunt calls, because my uncle gets home and explained to my aunt, like, I'm pretty sure I, uh, he told me if I hadn't called him that night and had waited till the next day, I would have probably been blind in my left eye. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like he was like, you. I was like this close. Because once it, if it infected my eye, it's over. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do. Your eye's done, yeah. So he tells this to my aunt who's like, holy shit. Did you tell Jake? He's like, no. So she calls me and just be like, hey, how you doing? I'm laying in bed in the dark, eyes like pinched shut. I'm not opening up for nobody. Mm-hmm. I've got my phone on my chest. And you're She's like, like hey. how you doing? I'm like, I'm in fucking agony. She's like, well, I'm like, no, nah, there's no well. 
this sucks. She's like, yeah, it does. I'm like, thank God. Because I really didn't want to do the thing that some adults do and like parents and shit. When they're like, like, it could be worse. Well, no, no. And they're like, yeah, I know. But, you know, it's going to get better. Like, she was just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. She tells, she texts my dad and was like, hey, Jake had an eye situation. He got something in his eye and it, it was actually bad. My dad calls me, does the exact opposite. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I got hair gel in my eye. He goes, well, what'd you do that for? I'm like, dad, really? <laughs> like, I'm laying in bed in the dark with my eyes closed. Really? We're making jokes? <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I would hang up on you, but I can't see the button. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, you'll be all right. I'm like, will I? He's like, like, I don't know. Well, he's like, well, you will be. You know, George is a good doctor. I'm like, yeah, I can't see though. Like, George isn't here. Like right now, he's 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 batting zero. Yeah. Like I still can't see. He's like, nah, you'll be all right. And he goes, next time, just don't wear the gel. I'm like, really? We're still doing this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go. He's like, well, no, what's your plan? Because I'm moving. He's like, what's your, what's your plan for moving? I'm like, can we not? Not right now. He's like, what? I'm like, can we not have this conversation right now? I'm not able to move if I can't see. Well, because it's also like <laughs> 8 o'clock at night. Like, I'm just frustrated all around, and I'm not even tired yet. Like, I'm just in bed. Yeah, you're like, so I'm like, hope this is I'm like, can we really not do this? He's like, he's like, all right, call me later. I'm like, all right, bye, love you. Hang on. Call my friend. Tell her the situation. She's like, you're being dramatic. I'm like, I would fucking kill you, but I wouldn't be able to look at a map and find you. So <laughs> you're lucky. She was with a friend. I called her the other night. Her friend, she goes, my friend thought you were the most dramatic fucking person ever. And I'm like, her name's Taylor. I'm like, Taylor, I couldn't see. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Taylor, I was, I told her, I'm like, I'm laying in bed with my phone on my chest. I couldn't see you. She's like, oh, I was all dressed up nice. I'm like, good for you. I wouldn't have I known. I I'm like, see. I genuinely, I didn't see you. She's like, oh. I was like, yeah, Taylor, I didn't know you were out with friends. I didn't see on FaceTime that you were out. I didn't see you. You picked up. I just, I, you, I was in the dark, like yeah. literally. She's like, oh. I'm like, also, I wasn't being dramatic. I couldn't see. Yeah, I got chemical burns in my eyes. God damn it. But yeah, it just, it just sucked. After you went through that, like a day or two later, I went out and then came back, was laying in bed and had a horrible fucking pain right here. Yeah. And I was kind of high and I went, uh oh, because I flashed back to one of our doom episodes where you're talking about appendicitis. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm high at night and I'm like, uh oh, I was like, oh no. And I, I like dude, sat up in bed is the worst. and it was a bad it it hurt and I was like oh shit mm -hmm. I'm like I'll just go to bed and get up went to bed got up my stomach still hurt and I'm like babe I think something's wrong I think I have appendicitis or something she's like Kyle she looked at me in the eyes she goes what'd you do last night and I'm like I went out and she's like what'd you have I'm like beer and she's like what'd you eat after that and I'm like ice cream she's like you had beer and ice cream your stomach hurts no fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, that's a, yeah, that's a stomach ache, bro. Yeah, I'm like, that's a solid. That's solid. That's just a stomach ache. I just don't think I get stomach aches often. And I was like, oh god, my appendix. She's like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, oh shit. That's funny. <laughs> What'd you eat? Beer, and ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> What'd you drink? Beer. So you had carbs and dairy. Yeah, your stomach's not happy. Yeah, and my family's like gluten intolerant and lactose intolerant. She's yeah. like a fucking course. <laughs> you moron. That's I'm funny. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But uh. On the topic of, you know, movies and shit, you got anything? Uh, I got a couple. I, so I've got two things I want to talk about that I've been watching, and then we, we got some trailers we want to talk about. Definitely. Um, what you been watching? So I've been watching on HBO Max, 
HBO Max has been just killing it. Yeah, they've been cranking out stuff. With, in my opinion, though, with specifically their documentaries. Mm. So they made a couple that are really great and worth checking out. But they just released two. And their documentary series. Series? Series. Sarai. Yeah. Serials. But one is called, so it's called 100 Foot Wave. All right. It's fucking amazing. This is about the biggest wave surfed. Sort of. It's about, yes, but it's about the surfers that did it. And it's so cool. I'm convinced I could do big wave surfing. (laughs) No, no, because like they're both very smart and very lucky. And I'm like, dude, got it in the bag. Could nail it. (laughs) This shit, the planning that goes into this, well, simultaneously, the luck they have is amazing. They take a fucking jet ski and they put a surfer on a rope, on a tow rope, mm-hmm. and they just go out where they know the big waves are. Yeah. And as a big wave forms, the jet ski rides the wave with the surfer. The surfer lets go. The jet ski goes over the wave before it crests and the surfer just surfs it. That's it. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's it. And then the surfer just goes. Like they don't, it's big wave surfing. They're not doing the tricks. They're just going. They're just trying to stay up. Because they're flying. I'm like, word, I'm on it. Then they go into like, there's this one place in Portugal where they have the biggest waves. Yeah. And it's because they found out there's a canyon in the bay underwater. Oh. It's a giant canyon. So it funnels them all. Well, no, it just randomly stops. Like this canyon oh. just disappears. So these deep waves have nowhere to sort of gradually form. Oh, I So this it. giant wave that's going through the canyon that on the surface level isn't there, out of fucking nowhere, we'll just an 80-foot wave will just appear. Jesus Christ. It's amazing. Yeah, all that water displacement and force it's behind amazing. it just raises it right up. But it has also taught me how the surfing community, the way they measure waves is such bullshit. What do you mean? So the way they measure the biggest wave is they take a photo of the wave mm-hmm. when it was at its like peak. They decide that this was the picture while it was at its like highest point. Yeah. And then they take the surfer on the wave in the photo. Oh, my and God. And they guess how tall he is <laughs> in the photo. <laughs> really? I swear to God. This is no bullshit. So, like, let's say he's crouched down surfing Mm -hmm. on his knees. Like, not on his knees, but, like, because you're supposed to be as low as possible. Yeah, pretty low. You want your center of gravity low. So, let's say he's, like, five feet tall. They take that. They put it at what they decide is the base of the wave. And just boop, And then you stack the surfer on top of himself till you get to the top. That is the most agreed-upon way to measure waves that doesn't sound scientific at all that's what i see i think it's bullshit because then you get like guinness world records like this is 78.3 foot tall wave it's like how'd you measure that how'd you get the point too that's what i mean like yeah. there's no way it's that exact somebody's riding up there with a, it's with a tape measure it's, it's, it's fucking guessing some guys behind the wave with a tape measure it's the same like energy as the cameraman that runs as fast as the olympic sprinters and keeps yes <laughs> swear to god uh, that's so stupid oh my god but it it's really fucking awesome. Uh, uh, that sounds like a cool documentary. It's, it's really worth watching. And then the other thing I've been watching is Music Box. 
What is that? So it's on HBO again. Mm. And it's examining a bunch of things from Woodstock 99. Now. Okay. No. If there was one word I would use to describe Woodstock 99, it would not be okay. <laughs> Do you know anything about it? No, I know nothing about it. You don't it. know anything about it? Nothing. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Do you, I'm going to tell you how it started. It was the 30th anniversary of Woodstock 69, organized by the people that put together Woodstock. And they wanted to celebrate peace and love with a new generation. This isn't the footage that was found in a basement. And no. They were like, oh, okay. No, no, no. Thing. This is about Woodstock 1999. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you some of the biggest acts that were there. Limp Biscuit. Okay. I'm not going to tell you any more of the acts. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you how it ended. Yeah. One of the stages burned to the ground. Really? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's a horror story. Because like literally at the start, I've never seen a documentary do this. The director isn't in any of like the interviews in the documentary. Mm -hmm. He appears at the start of the documentary to go, yeah, when I put this together, it was going to be funny. And the more we looked into it, this wasn't funny. <laughs> he's like, it's actually horrifying how this went. And then I watched it and I'm like, holy shit, it's terrifying. Like 12 people were raped. Jesus Christ. Uh, was, one it, of the, was it like the festival to end the It's the why they've never Birmingham done another Woodstock. Or, uh, it's why they've Woodstock? never done another Woodstock. Jesus like Christ. flat out. But then here's what really fucked me up. Because it gets to a point where they start talking about how bad it went. Mm -hmm. And it's like people were raped. People were assaulted. Somebody died. Jesus Christ. Because of lack. Of, they, The person that died was dehydrated. Because that's the other thing. It was on an airbase. Oh. So it was in the middle of summer. It's like 90 degrees. No and, shade. And they're on asphalt. Yeah. So it's hot. People are dehydrated as fuck. They're selling water for $4. And they're selling beer for $4. Now, don't try to be smart and have a good conscience. You're a 23-year-old at a music festival. Water and beer are the same price. What are you buying? Of course you're buying beer. You're buying beer. Dude, I'm course. getting shit fit. I'm not going to be the moral compass. It's like, no, I know it's hot and I need to hydrate. Fuck it. Beer is $4. I'm buying the beer. Oh, yeah. So people are stupid dehydrated. And the guy that died got pulled out of the crowd. The medical staff didn't have the proper equipment to administer to him mm -hmm. to realize he had hypothermia. Not hyper, hypo. No, hypo. Oh, shit. What? Something ha I don't fucking know. What the fuck? Or hyper, whatever the fuck. Hyper he was is sick. Too hot. Well, yeah. he was fucking sick. And they used paddles on him. And he died. Oh, uh, but then here's what fucked me up. The organizers of this, they're interviewed in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get I shouldn't, it's not funny, but their their ignorance to it is. They ask them about the sexual assaults. Yeah. Guy goes, I don't understand why it was such a big deal. It wasn't like it was hundreds of people. We had over 300,000 people here and not even over 100 of them. We didn't, not even 50 of them. We're only looking at like 10 people. It's like, it's like, really, bro? You're really just. You're telling me that 10 people went to your festival and their lives got that? ruined? Yeah. And you're just going, well, you know, we had 300,000 people and people were walking around with no shirts on. That's the other thing. Girls were walking out, titties out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Sad. No, no, no. It's crazy. If you watch the documentary, it's actually insane how many girls. And they look into it with like 90s culture and girls gone wild and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Girls are walking around titties out. Oh, shit. But the, but the organizer's like, well, what did they expect to happen? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not cool. <laughs> it's like, hey. That's not, that's not how that works. It's like you're being interviewed present day. Back in the 90s, it's like, okay, that's uh, a shitty mindset. Nowadays. Now it's like, nah, you've uh -uh. had time to learn and grow and mm -hmm. shit. But uh, yeah, like Limp Biscuit performed. And at one point. They're getting the crowd all riled up. 
and the or, and like people that work there are coming on stage and telling Fred Durst like, "Yo, can you just tell the crowd to just calm fuck down, calm it down just a little bit?" Because people were like ripping the walls off. Oh shit! Oh no, they were like people were pe- essentially rioting. People are pulling the plywood off of the fence around the festival grounds. Oh, bringing shit. it to the crowd, putting a person on the plywood and having them, and surf, having them surf the audience during a Limp Biscuit concert. And Fred Durst literally, instead of calming them down, is like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, he's like, this is so cool. And then that's like on the second night. And on the second night is very clearly the tonal shift of like, this we, we this is a problem. Going from this is fun to, whoa. It's sort of like, like the first night is like, this is fun. It's a little much, but it's it's fun. Yeah. And then the second day, second night is like, holy shit, this is bad. And then the third night, literally one of the stages catches fire. They tell, because at the time, Red Hot Chili Peppers are performing. Mm -hmm. They tell them, there's a fire. We need you to get the crowd to calm down and leave. We're trying to shut this down. And instead, they perform Fire by (laughs) Jimi Hendrix. And it went so badly that the state troopers had to be called in. Really? Literally, the Woodstock staff was like, we're done. Jesus Christ. It was crazy. It's fucking insane. Holy shit. And it's being it's like a series. They're doing like six episodes. It's fucking dope. Holy crap. But that the first episode's amazing. about like the festival as a whole. And then it's gonna delve into like acts and performances. And by amazing, by the way, I mean an amazing shit show. That it's sounds terrible. Like a terrible, horrible. It's absolutely time. terrifying. It's just amazing that nothing as awful as it could have gone, it went that way. It's crazy. Usually, usually people are like, you know what? It could have gone worse in these areas. No, that sounds like everything that could have gone wrong fucking went wrong. But so it's it it's called the series is called Music Box. Right now, it has one episode out called Woodstock '99: Peace, Love, and Rage. It's about Woodstock '99. Uh, the other episodes are each helmed by a different director. One's gonna be about Alanis Morissette and her album from night her album from 95 jagged little pill mm-hmm. one's going to be called dmx uh about the late rapper after his release from prison yeah one's going to be about kenny g because Wait. kenny g is the most popular instrumentalist of all time all right. but it's also going to go into why he is so polarizing yeah one's about robert stigwood who i don't know shit about and then one's about juice world Oh shit! Really? Yeah, and I am not ready. I'm gonna be so sad watching yeah. that Juice World. It's gonna hurt. But Jay yeah, Juice World. It's just, it was so good. It was fucking awesome. Damn, I gotta watch that. That's it was really so good. good. Like it's terrifying because you watch it and it's like, wow, fuck, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But like, was it Woodstock where DMX did like the biggest? They talk about that. They go into that. that. Yeah, because they talk about how. The audience at this show was a majority of like white college graduates and college kids. Yeah. And at one point he performs a song called My N-Word. Oh, and then And the and chorus says the N-word a lot. Yeah. And he's performing it in the call and response way. And he's aware that the audience is mostly white. And he's saying it and he's getting it back at like two times the volume. <laughs> so it's leaving him and it's coming right back. Yeah. And they're just saying it. They don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. And literally a music Bullshit. like a music reporter is like, it's you it's a weird fucking thing. <laughs> like because they've got they interview all these people and a bunch of the reporters for that specific part are like, Yeah. <laughs> like it's bad. 
but his performance was awesome. His performance yeah. was iconic. DMX is that I I think it's it's definitely legendary. The clip gets circled around every once in a while. It's crazy. Yeah. Moves the crowd. It's well, amazing. Also, it the crowd's so big you don't really see the end of it. You don't. It just goes and you're like, "Whoa." Like <laughs> It's amazing. But yeah, watch Music Box. It's crazy. Uh any other shows you've been watching? No, nah, that's it. I've been watching those because each episode has been like an hour and a half, two hours. So those are basically like the movies I've been watching. Yeah, I got you. Now I'm looking at the clips of DMX at Woodstock. Just just the huge crowd of people. Dude, it's crazy. Well, a bunch of trailers came out recently. Bunch. And I, I think it's because of the, the, what is it, Cannes Film Festival? Con. The Con Film Festival. It is. Uh, And I was just like, wow, so many trailers. And then I remember it was Con Film Festival. Uh, one being the King Richard trailer. Yeah. Which I, I think you said you saw it, right? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. About it, Serena Williams. It, it, Will Smith's performance in this looks like it's a throwback to Pursuit of Happiness. Like, just his vibe as a character. It's one one scene where he's crying. I'm like, oh That's my all you gotta God. do. All you gotta do to remind people you can act is just a good cry. A good cry. And he looks like he's playing a good dad to Serena and Venus Williams. And holy shit. I'm actually, I watched it and I was super pumped because Will Smith in the, in the recent, in recent years has not been impressing me too much. Gemini man and whatnot. Uh, but in this movie, I'm actually like, oh shit, is Will Smith actually getting back to his roots? He's, he's yeah. felt the heartbreak from getting cucked out Bro. and now he's ready to actually act. Bro. I'm pumped. First of all, put respect on my man's name. Oh, Will Smith is amazing. Gemini man might've been bad. But he was decent as genie, right? He was. He did the best. He was. He, he was. Good he was. Good. He was like the second best part about Suicide Squad. Deadshot was cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Focus. Good. He was decent. All right. <laughs> he was an ESPN reporter in Anchorman too. He was good. Con- oh yeah, that's right. All right. All right. That's funny. Concussion. Put respect on his name. But. Compared, recently, compared to, like, 90s, early 2000s Will Smith. It's time we let After Earth go, dog. It's almost been 10 years. I bought what I'm... <laughs> okay, it's almost been 10 years. What I'm saying is, comparatively to who Will Smith, how he used to act, he was legendary. Well, yeah. And recently... Well, because he like, made blockbusters. Yeah, and recently he's been, like, he's been pretty good. All, all right, if not pretty good. And this looks like it's the bell curve back up to he's going to do fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I'm, he's not a bad actor. He's got no. like three. I'm looking at his IMDb. I'm looking at his IMDb page. Yeah. He has like three movies that I think deserved an Oscar nom. And, just and I think, no, he got him. Oh. I think he got one for Ali where he played Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he got one for Pursuit of Happiness. Actually, I'm I'm like 100 percent sure. Yeah, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, yeah, he did. Awesome. Uh, he was the only Oscar that movie was nominated for because he was the only good thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he should have gotten one for Concussion, but he didn't. But he should have. Yeah, I always forget he did Concussion. Concussion's good, bro. Yeah, I remember. And then I, I don't think it got a lot of hype when it came out, though. It did, but it was like the old white people type of movie. Yeah, like it was dealing with the like the concussion football. injury yeah. in football and young people. We just don't fucking care. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, your like fifty something year old dad will be sitting there binging like. Dude, it was my grandfather's. Docs. It was my grandfather's favorite movie that year. Really? Like he told me he's like that movie was so good. I'm like, 
okay. I still haven't <laughs> like I still haven't sat through the whole fucking thing. Well, I gotta watch it then. Fuck. <laughs> but uh But yeah, that's coming out. That's that is coming out, out, and that looks good. It's about uh Venus and Serena Williams' dad and everything he did pushing them to become the best. Yeah, and which I like that it's I, about I the like dad. It, yeah. I and yeah, because at first I was like, Oh, I wonder if people are gonna make this about like, well, why aren't you making it about them? But then like at the end he's like, Yeah, no, I'm their best friend and I'm gonna push them so they succeed. And I'm like, This is actually wicked fucking wholesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Dude, it's an Oscar bait movie. Oh, definitely. It's for sure an Oscar bait movie. Like, I know how this movie's gonna go. Literally. I've seen the end. Oh well, yeah, present day. Yeah. <laughs> like like we know how it's gonna go. It's just it's gonna be good. Yeah, like, it's gonna be fine. I'm not worried about it. Uh, speaking of a uh, speaking of sports, there's a trailer for a movie called Golden Arm coming out. It's about arm wrestling. <laughs> it's about women's arm wrestling, and I saw it and went, "Wow, this looks interesting." And the more I watched it, the supporting character she reminds me of um, who's the the short. Brooklyn woman and Miss Maisel that recruits her to be a comedian. Oh, I know who you're talking she about. She reminds me of her. Like, and this, this, the main actress is like this retired arm wrestler that's like, I don't want to get back into it. Please don't make me. Mm-hmm. And this one's like, now come on, get into it. Let's go. And she's just like got these scrawny arms, but she's just got like her right arm's like a super arm mm-hmm. and it just like crushes people. And there's like, there's like Rocky style one-armed montages. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this might actually be kind of funny. Uh, it actually, it looks actually pretty decent. Um, you can rent it. Oh, you can rent it now? Yeah, it came out in 2020. Oh, it came out? Yeah. What been, the fuck? Been out. The trailer just got fucking released. Is it's, it getting re-released? I think it might it's getting, getting a wide re-released. release, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But, well. But yeah. But yeah, it looks It sounds funny. funny. What's the rating on it? It sounds funny. Oh, what's the rating on it? It's decent. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like on Amazon. It's got four out of five. It was. Uh, yeah. Where? Let me find it. Hold on. Let me. I gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. It's so on IMDb. It's got like a six out of ten. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a hundred. That means okay. That's something I've actually been wanting to address. It's got a hundred. We <laughs> talked about it before. Uh, yeah, but out it of just, eighteen. Uh, recently, I've just been like, because Rotten Tomatoes would be like, oh, this is a hundred percent. That means fucking nothing to me anymore. Good. Nothing. It's I'm so glad, fucking stupid. I'm glad you left high school, dog. I just, I get, I got mad at Dude, it. You gotta way. find your favorite movie critic. You gotta stick with him, bro. A.O. Scott. A.O. Scott, have, dog. I don't know if I have a favorite movie. Peter critic. Travers, bro. Yeah? Peter Travers. A.O. Scott. Roger Ebert. Live and die. Okay? <laughs> Live and die by RogerEbert.com. <laughs> All right? I gotta. I guess I gotta watch more. Mo- I don't think I watch like any movie critics actually. Dude, Jeremy Johns. We talking watching them? Jeremy Johns. Listening. Chris watching, Stuckman. Reading. Chris Stuckerman. Oh, Chris the Stuckman. After Image podcast. Okay. Yeah. Or no, not After Image. After Cut. Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> All right. I call him out right, bro. That's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like ten reviews, and they're all independent. Yeah, it's got a hundred. Like <laughs> that doesn't. Because it's one of those, it's Golden Arm seems like one of those intercut, intercut intercut podcast. It seems like one of those trailers where you watch it and you're like, wow, this has some like feel good, cool, kind of funny clip moments in it, but it could also go the way of being overly cheesy and turn to crap. Oh yeah. Through and yeah. lose all of its structure. Absolutely. So I'm like, it seems funny. 
but I haven't seen. So who knows? Apparently, you can rent it. Yeah, it's, it looks like <laughs> it's funny. It's just it looks like it's a goofy, funny movie. Yeah, I'm sure I'll watch it. I'll, what, I'll watch it eventually. What trailer have you seen that you've uh been like? Yeah, Dune. 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 I still need. I meant to watch it today, bro. Fuck. So it's three minutes long, and I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped, and I also had the realization. I don't think I like Timothy Chalamet. No. So I think Timothy Chalamet is very talented, but I I see him in videos and stuff, and clips and shit. Anything? Nah, where like he's just being himself. Yeah. And I think he's just a bland white boy. Yeah, I can see. I that. think he's just a bland white boy, and we just fangirled over him really hard in 2018, and we can't take it back. We cannot take that back. Yeah. There was a moment where Timothy Chalamet had the world in his palm. I remember. I bought the GQ. I saw the magazine. I bought it. I read Call Me By Your Name. I remember. Mm -hmm. And now I'm having the realization, I think he's just good at playing that type of silent. Like He doesn't have a lot of range. No, I think he's got range. I just think, I think we gave him too many roses. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's the saying, like, give them their flowers while they're here. Mm-hmm. I think we gave him too many flowers. <laughs> I think I think we bestowed this crown upon this young man's head of like that's the next one. And I don't know if he is. He's yeah. got the same haircut from four fucking years ago. Like true, he does. Yeah, he can't switch he, it up. You know who he has? Does look like the next evolution of Finn Wolfhart. You know who has switched his haircut up? Who? Harry Styles. Mwah. But like, love that you know what I mean? I don't know. But I am excited <laughs> for this movie, and I love it, and I am excited to see it. Timmy Chalamet looks like he's gonna kill it. Zendaya looks like she gonna kill it. Oh yeah. Everybody in it looks like they're killing it. It's made by Denis Villeneuve. It's just I'm so ready for it. <laughs> like it's just gonna be so good. Ready for a good kind of fresh sci-fi. Dude, it's gonna be so movie. good. That isn't the shitty David Lynch one. Yeah. Yeah, because I Dave... didn't realize it was a movie before this, and I oh, was it's like, based oh, on fuck. a book. Yeah. And the book's amazing. Yeah, I've I've heard the book's amazing. I just didn't realize because I saw today a clip of like it was made in like the 1980s in the movie. Originally. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm like, whoa! It was it made has by Patrick da- Stewart in it. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it was made by David Lynch after he made like Elephant Man, I think, or no, after he made Eraserhead, actually. I was going to say that sounds like Eraserhead time. Well, no, because he made I think he made Elephant Man right after. Oh, did he? Yeah, no, nah, he made this movie and really hated likes, making it. Really likes body horror shit. Yeah, he, he likes surrealist body horror. That's mm-hmm. why I don't like David Lynch. Cause he, <laughs> not because he likes body horror, but because he's a surrealist filmmaker. And I get bored. Yeah. It gets to a point where you're like, your pretentiousness does not balance out with your impressiveness. I'm no, not. I just, I don't know. I get you. I want to see. When did he make it? So he made... Oh, my God. He made... What, Eraserhead, Elephant Man, Dune. Blue, oh. Blue Velvet. Okay. Blue Velvet's fucking amazing. I so, love Blue Velvet. David Lynch is really hit or miss for you. He Well, because here's what's up. When he does an actual... When he does a, a movie with an actual plot with surrealist shit, mm-hmm. it's great. But when he makes a surrealist movie with some plot, drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> Because, like, I don't mind when a movie gets sort of surreal. That's why I like Charlie Kaufman so much. Mm-hmm. His shit gets weird. Like, we watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, yeah. The movie's fucking crazy. That shit got really weird. Love that movie. But it, but it came back around at the Dude, end. Dude, I love that movie. It kept... It, well, oh, actually, you know what? That makes sense. So, I think the thing is that 
like with comparing Charlie Kaufman to David Lynch. Yeah, Charlie surrealist Kaufman, or surrealist. It, it will dive you into what the fuck's going on towards the middle portion of the film. And then you get lost. And then you get lost, but then he'll start throwing a couple of things that you can at least interpret and piece back together. Yeah, yeah. So you'll loop back around. But like, David Lynch doesn't do that. No, not at all. He gets surreal as fuck. He tries to lose you. But like, it just lo- exactly like I'll say, I like Blue Velvet. I love Twin Peaks, the series. Firewalk with me, all of it. Anything Twin Peaks is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulholland Drive is one of the best movies ever made. Everything else can suck a dick. <laughs> suck a dick. I I just I don't care. Don't enjoy it. I, it can suck a dick. <laughs> well, he's just, excited for Dune. I am excited for Dune. Dune's <laughs> gonna be the shit. Dune's gonna be the shit, dude. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be so good. On the on the oh, speaking of body horror, actually, uh, I just while we were upstairs, we were chilling. After I got back, I watched the Lamb trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lamb, looks, Lamb looks fucking it looks, dope. It looks weird. It looks good. <laughs> Lamb looks so dope. <laughs> it looks so good. I'm so glad you saw that trailer. <laughs> I just saw it's, it. It's it's just because oh. I saw the the poster and I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know what this is. And then as I was watching the trailer. I like slowly got closer to the phone. I'm like, is that a half baby? Half, half lamb, goat? half, half yeah. lamb, half baby goat. I was like, like what the fuck? <laughs> let's go. It's an A24 horror movie. And it, like, it just, yeah, it's, it's a childless couple in rural Iceland who make an alarming discovery in their sheep barn. After defying the will of nature in an attempt to heal their pain, they face dark and malevolent consequences. It's a supernatural folktale. Debuted at Khan. Made critics wary to disclose information, as even like simple descriptions of the story can spoil it. Yeah. But those who have reviewed Lamb praise it as mesmerizing, bizarre, and bracingly original. Awesome. I'm <laughs> I'm so hyped. I don't want to like I'm looking at it online. There's a photo of the like a man walking his kid, but the kid has like the hat. It's half lamb, half baby. Yeah, he's got a lamb. And head. so the top half is lamb. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to watch a trailer. I don't want to see shit. It also, it looks like A24 does this thing where they make something look like it's indie, even if it's high budget. Like they well, make yeah, because A24 is indie. Yeah. and th- Well, they make it feel like s- they're passionate about what they're making. You they, know what I mean? Yeah, they are. And that's rad as fuck. Yeah. It no, doesn't they, feel like they're just throwing money at a screen. They don't. No, they don't. They give, they do, like, A24 is independent completely. And yeah. they don't give big budgets, but they they like to let the people make what they want to. Which is dope. Which is dope. So like Midsummer, Hereditary, Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, Lady Bird, Moonlight, Mid-90s, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Waves, It Comes at Night, Eighth Grade, Ex Machina, Under the Silver Lake, High Life, uh, Last Black Man in Brooklyn, Euphoria on HBO, and yeah, all of them are A24. Wow, those actually I don't think there was one really bad one on no, there. No, they don't really there have wasn't. bad movies. Yeah. Um That's what you get when you let people do what the fuck they want. Yeah, coming out from A twenty four is The Tragedy of Macbeth, though. Written and directed by one of the Cohen oh, brothers, yeah. starring Denzel Washington as Macbeth. I'm hype as fuck for that. Who's the female lead? Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, that's what it is. Put respect on her name. I because I saw it, I remember seeing it and being like, Oh, that's a cool pairing. Because yeah. that is interesting. I never thought about them in like a movie together. Yeah, no, but yeah, A twenty four makes great movies. Awesome. And I just, Lamb. I have, mm. 
I think A24, I don't think anybody wants to talk about it, but I think, you know how people talk about Marvel fatigue? Yeah. I think on the opposite end of that, there's A24 fatigue. Yeah. I really do. Are you fatigued by A24? I think I am. Yeah? Because I'm looking at them and like, so I think, I think I might've just gone to film school at the worst time. (laughs) Cause like, so going into college was when A24 sort of blew up a bit. Yeah. In terms of like their movies started getting wider releases. Like uh, the Spectacular Now and Spring Breakers came out 2013. And then in 2014, a lot of their movies got like award buzz. So like Locke, The Rover, uh, A Most Violent Year. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina came out after that. That blew up. Yep. Mm-hmm. The End of the Tour, Mississippi Grind, Room. So like going into film school with these movies was like dope let's go yeah and then being in film school oh my god oh my fucking god oh <laughs> swiss army man sea of trees american honey moonlight i'm not bashing moonlight supersonic 20th century woman uh free fire it comes at night a ghost story i fucking hate a ghost story good time the Florida Project, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Lady Bird, The Disaster Artist. All four of those movies came out in the same fucking year, back to back to back to back, released by A24. Like, their slate at one point was The Florida Project, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Lady Bird, and The Disaster Artist. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a lot. Because all movies. of those got awards buzz. So as a film student, I'm like, I got to watch them. <laughs> so now I'm out of film school. And it's like, great. That looks good. Oh, it's A24. I'm going to... Maybe hold it off for a little bit. Give me a little bit. Because the other shitty thing about it is like... I sort of push it off because once the hype dies down, you sort of figure out which ones are worth seeing in independent film. Well, that's why I wait. Well, yeah, but like... Because like, look at... Ready? I'm going to tell you the run out in 2019. Just in 2019. Yeah. Okay? It's fucking crazy. And then I'm going to ask you to tell me how many you've thought about before I said them. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mid-90s. All right. Climax. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading the ones that you might have heard about. Gloria Bell, High Life, The Souvenir, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Midsummer, The Farewell, The Lighthouse, Waves, Uncut Gems. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. They had 21 movies come out in 2019. I mean, they're batting one for three. But you see what I mean? Like, <laughs> so like in film school, any A24 movie, there was a crowd of kids that were like, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Let's watch it. And at the student film theater we had, we showed them. Mm-hmm. So like I saw almost all of these movies. Oh my God. Swear to God. Because the majority of them are really good, but it's just that fatigue of like, Oh, it's made by A24? Yeah, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's weird. See, I, f- I find our experiences in film school so different because you watch so many things that just came out. Dude. I watched so many old movies. Oh, I did that too. almost never watched any recent movies. Oh, I watched fam. so many old movies. I genuinely, I watched, I've seen too many movies. Like, I've watched more movies. If I stopped watching movies right now and then didn't watch another movie until I was like 80. Yeah. I've still probably seen more movies than most people have by the time they're 80. Oh, yeah. Like, I've watched too many movies. I remember, like, my last year in film school, the only two, like, really recent movies I watched were Joker and Honey Boy. I hate Joker. 
did it was when it came out i was like wow that was really good and then i was like it's taxi driver and uh i watched honey boy which made me cry because i i found there were two people that watch honey boy two reactions uh-huh. you have people from a stable home that have their parents who are married. For people that don't know, Honey Boy was written by Shia LaBeouf about his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. It's not a fun relationship no, with no. his father. It's very cool cinematography. Uh, but you have people that watched it that had have their families together and their parents are together and their their relationship is stable and they go, oh, that was a good movie. And then you have people whose parents are divorced uh, and maybe their home life isn't so stable. And they went... <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was a good movie. <laughs> and I was fucking crying. Because I was like, ah, this reminds me of my divorced family. Oh, yeah. Not to the point of fucking abuse, but like... Yeah, no, it's it a good movie. It reminds you of like... That's a good one yeah, to check out. That's a good one. Being kind of alienated as a kid. Yeah. But uh, I I remember being like, those are the two movies I watched. I remember I watched like four old movies the same day I watched those. It was yeah. so... But yeah, no, I think, I think it's just... Like, I'll watch it. I'll watch... I watch an A twenty four movie. Oh yeah, but it's just especially the Lamb. I watch Lamb. Yeah, Lamb gonna be dope. Lamb is gonna be dope. Lamb is gonna be so dope. I'm hype as fuck because it sounds so weird. Yeah, it does. I like weird movies. But yeah, so Lamb and then something that's not as good is the Card Counter. Dude, it doesn't look like it's gonna be. Good. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good. So this trailer is about this movie. It's called the Card Counter. It's mm-hmm. about Oscar Isaac plays a guy who went to jail. For something, and he learned to count cards while in jail, and he gets out, and it looks like he gets roped into doing another gambling thing. And I don't need to see it. I don't need to see the movie. The trailer, <laughs> first of all, shows you too much, but it also shows you too much in the sense of like is edited together in a weird way, and I don't think the movie's good. It seems it just like it's just, it doesn't uh, draw you in. It doesn't create tension. Nah, it drew me in. I was excited about it, and then I watched the trailer. I was like. Nah. I didn't draw me. I just love Oscar Isaac. That man could paint yeah. a house, and I would watch. I noticed that the movie had a lot of eye candy for act, like for actors. Dude, Oscar in Isaac's it. the shit. Bro. Oscar Isaac. It has Willem Dafoe in it, too. Yeah. I, I like Willem Dafoe. I do, but uh, but he you know looks what like I mean? he's, He looks like he's just playing a weird prison guy. Yeah, but do you know what I mean by like actors yeah, yeah, that yeah. you would recognize? Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, and I also noticed that when you're filming. Like, people talking or having a conversation. Like, there's a bunch of shots of him in prison talking to people. Usually you have, like, the people that are talking in focus. And, like, maybe a slow-moving shot. And, like, the background's out of focus or something. I noticed that they were... Sh- it looked like they were shooting it on, like, something like our camera. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the wide lens. Everything was in focus. There was nothing sticking out color-wise that really drew your eye to anything. Like, it didn't... It seems yeah. like it was written and then shot by a very small crew with not a lot of experience with shooting movies. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Who's it directed by again? I'll check it out right now. Because I... it Wasn't it directed by somebody who co-wrote Taxi Driver? I think that actually might be the only reason I have hope for it. Yeah. Is it is directed by Paul Schrader. Yeah. That's who what it is. is yeah. a good writer. He wrote... He directed... Uh... First Reformed, mm-hmm. which was his last like great movie. That movie's amazing. And he's also directed 
Yeah, so he's made first reform. <laughs> I was about to say I was looking at. He's it directed a shit ton of stuff, but none of it's there's really a huge. There's a huge gap between like the 80s and 90s, and then like the late. No, 2010s. no, he's got a solid run of shit. It's just I haven't heard of any of it. Exactly. But then he's written Taxi Driver. He co-wrote Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wrote it. I thought he co-wrote it. No, he wrote it. Oh shit. Yeah, he wrote Taxi Driver. Oh fuck. And then, yeah, so he's really, really known for that. I've, I just know so many people who are such great writers. I've seen them. I've met them, talked to them, me being one of them. I'm humble. I, I, You're I, a very humble <laughs> man for a I'm great a, writer. I, I like writing. It's what I am good at. It's one of the few things that I'm like, I'm good at this. But people who are great at writing, 90% of the time, aren't really great at directing. Yeah, that's Not fair. always. Like, I'm not that great at directing. I know a lot of writers that aren't great at directing. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be great at directing. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. No, that one looks like kind of a tease, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I hope it's good, but I don't think it will be. Yeah. But And then that's really all I got for movies. So you got, I know you didn't want to stick on this for too long, but I saw the trailer for the Halsey movie. Yeah, I didn't. If I can't have love, I want power. It looks like she saw Daenerys Targaryen. And was like, I want to do that, but in a movie. And then she just doesn't have dialogue. I just don't think Halsey matters enough to get a movie. A movie. Which sounds really mean, but like I love Halsey. I think some of her songs go fucking hard. It looks like one big music video, and it kind of gives me... Well, yeah, because that name is based on... It's the name of her new album coming out. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's not... Plot-wise, it doesn't give me the same vibes, but it gives me the same vibes as when like Melanie Martinez made a movie. And See, like it's it, just one big movie. Well, music like video. Billie Eilish. She made a movie. Yeah, she had a movie. What movie? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You mean a documentary? Travis Scott made a documentary. Well, documentary is one thing. A movie with like plot. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it nah. don't matter. The only music artist that's made a movie that I've sat and watched was Beyonce, twice. Which movie? Lemonade. Uh, what? Lemonade had a movie. Came really? out on HBO. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. And then her new Lion King soundtrack got a like visual album put to it on Disney+. Plus. Oh. Cool. And I watched that, too. Beyonce is the only one. I don't know why. Hmm. It just... Nah. Nah. It's just, I just don't think Halsey... It's not going to be good. She doesn't matter enough in the pop culture gamut for her name to be like, yo, Halsey had a movie come out. What? No. I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking care. And... That girl that was lip smacking G Easy and <laughs> got big, cheated on by him? The big draw is like, well, she's pregnant while she's doing it. It's like cool. Good for her. Alright. Good for her. And then the the thing that I'm like, okay, this might be alright is Atticus Ross and um fucking Who am I missing? Who who pairs with Atticus Ross all the time? I don't fucking know. Fuck! I said it earlier. God damn it. I don't know. Atticus Ross and then that other guy. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. That guy. <laughs> They're helping produce it. So I'm like, music and sound production might be pretty good. Plot wise, it's probably going to be garbage. Yeah. On the other side of the writers not being able to direct, directors not always able to write. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's that. Uh, the only other thing is I really had a revelation today, which is... Uh, you and I were kind of talking about it earlier, uh, about Zack Snyder, because I was just like, I always see Zack Snyder's name everywhere, like he's yeah. some fantastic, woo, great director. 
he's not he's not that great of a director he like no get it out i'm like fucking no, get it sucker out. punch wasn't fucking great i looked everybody through points, it everybody and, points to sucker punch everybody's like, just sucker yeah punch but that's an easy blow that's it too is, easy this is a low blow it's a low blow okay so let's ignore sucker punch ignore push it. sucker punch away yeah, put it away Watchmen, yep. pretty good yep. it's a good movie it, yes everything since then has been dc okay until uh army of the dead mm-hmm. which wasn't that great from your account mm-hmm. wasn't that great now he's coming out army of thieves mm-hmm. and everybody's a so- producer he's not making it he's not making it okay well everybody's so fucking hype about Zack snyder making shit uh really it's literally just dc it's kyle. just he's just riding the fucking wave kyle. of dc it's kyle. annoying kyle he's riding the wave that's stylish action those stylish action sequences that you love so much i will say pause pause you went you went now i'm a all right remember 300 and 300 yeah no remember 300 he did do that remember action sequences before 300 because i fucking don't (laughs) remember action sequences after 300 i do they're in every dc movie since so 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 he found i'm not saying he's great because he's not yeah his movies are not great and i will say he appeals to a certain audience and he found his niche and unfortunately he does fall into the auteur theory which is a bummer oh he does oh he does oh Oh, wait he does but he makes sleek stylish movies that when they have their action sequences they're fucking tight oh yeah now what i was saying to you earlier but I will not say he is bad. He's not bad. Because, and I'm not going to say he's been riding DC's coattails because he's really only made three DC movies. But there were more than three. Nope. He only made Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Oh, okay. Exactly. So, he found with 300 a visual style of storytelling. That fit. That fit really well for him. Mm -hmm. That he then brought to Watchmen and it worked even better. Watchmen was good. He brought it to uh, everybody. Forgets about this one, but stop sleeping on Legends of the Guardians: Hours of Gahul. I was thinking about stop that. sleeping <laughs> on that shit. I don't remember if he brought it to that. I haven't seen it since it came out. <laughs> but he brought it to Man of Steel. He brought it to Batman v Superman, and that Batman sequence when he beats the thugs up in that fucking warehouse. Where he's like, I don't kill people. Fuck, and then he that. snaps a dude's <laughs> neck. It's amazing. Uh, and he brought it to Justice League. So I think he just he found that niche of like. His stories are told shittily. He doesn't mm-hmm. write good dialogue. But cinematography-wise, his shots look great. And choreography. Choreography action. for action, he crushes it, and mm-hmm. it fits best into a comic book movie. Absolutely. And I guess I didn't mean he's writing DC's coattails, just that the media, every time his name pops up, jumps to that, being like, Zack Snyder, look! It's Zack Snyder, everybody! It's like, dude, fucking relax, because... Whenever anything DC or superheroes come out, people will eat that shit up and news medias will put that out nonstop. Well, I think it's because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, if somebody tells you a Christopher Nolan movie's coming out, yeah, you know you're going to get some warped-ass audio. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tells you a Zack Snyder movie's coming out, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's that. You're hopefully getting a good action sequence. Like a, at least <laughs> one decent action sequence. Oh, yeah. 
Three hundred is so dope, though. I remember watching. Yes, three hundred is fucking three hundred is dope. Shit. And I remember and when that came out. It's so good. It's one of his best movies. I'd say it is his best movie. Just it's because you don't really nobody cares about the plot too much. No, they're all gonna die. They're all gonna die. Who gives a shit what happens? Let's see them. Let's kick see them kill ass. expendable ass people. <laughs> expendable people. Because the story's dope. Like the story of three hundred is dope, but that yes. movie's dope too because it's just like. None of these people matter. Yeah, and honestly, all. you could take out all of the plot, and the movie's still it's still, still good. dope. You know who plays uh, the queen though in that movie? Who? I'm looking into it right now. Hold on, I need my laptop to load. For some reason, it's not loading. The queen in 300. Mm-hmm. Leonidas's wife. Yeah. Cersei. Oh fuck! You're right. Oh, I know I'm right. You know when you said that for a second, I was like, "Is it Cersei?" It's Cersei. Goddamn. It's Cersei, bro. She's good at playing pretty women. Whoa. Badass women who happen to be very attractive. Yeah. Very attractive. Yeah. So yeah. I'd let her spit. I actually haven't seen... You know what I haven't seen that she's in recently? is Gunpowder Milkshake. Not gonna lie. I've never heard of it. So. Really? I'm good. It's her... Is it on that... Is it that Netflix fucking thing? I think so. I'm good. Yeah. It doesn't I'm look good. appealing. You know, you know what doesn't make me excited for shit anymore? What? A Netflix original. Oh, I just don't not. care. Oh my god. That's that's an absolute definite attribution to uh B minus rating at best. Like <laughs> like here's here's my issue though, because I said that at work and then I realized it's 50-50. Cause like for every kissing booth, there's an Irishman. Yeah. And for every project power, I got marriage story. Like yeah but at the same time like they, they just they, sucks a lot of this shit sucks <laughs> a lot of it sucks well for every marriage story it feels like i feel like there's like five project powers that's the problem yeah there's too many like it's too much shit yeah it's too much bad shit because yeah. like you got dolomite is my name was good you got oh, yeah. beast of no nation that was good 22 july is good Triple Frontier was I. Marriage Story was great. Irishman was great. Mank was great. But yeah, it's just. But every time you go on there, you're wading through so much shit. The, There's the so amount much of, shit. The amount of scrolling I've done on Netflix to find anything good is so much shit. It's ridiculous. And then uh, I will say, have you been watching the Olympics? I watched. I watched the handball finals and the water polo finals. I don't understand handball, bro. Dude, I hand- thought I understood handball, and then I watched, and like one team threw it up, and they were like hesitant, like they threw it up, mm-hmm. and they stood there and like, whoa, and then the other team hops up, grabs it, and then puts it in the same basket, and starts celebrating. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? I just don't get it. But then, it seems intense. It seems intense. I just don't understand it. Yeah, and but I so, watched the water polo one. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about Simone Biles? Oh, didn't she drop out? Yeah. Yeah. So. Here's why. Her and, and the, somebody else, I thought. Her and somebody else dropped yeah. out. Naomi, I think, dropped out. Yeah. Um, She dropped out for mental health purposes. Right. Which I understand. And turns out it's not entirely mental health purposes. So I was going to give her a hard time because it's like, on the one hand, I get it. Folks on mental health is a stressful environment. But you got all the way to the Olympics. That's my thing. It's like <laughs> you got to the Olympics. What did you fucking think it was gonna be? Yeah. Which might make me sound super insensitive. But she's done this before too. Is that? And it's also like it's the Olympics. Did you think it was a cakewalk? Yeah. It's the fucking Olympics. Like if I trained to be the best in something and then I got there, I was like, whoa, this is stressful. No shit. But on the other hand, 
I get it. Yeah. It's shitty. Oh, it's wicked. And stressful. you got yeah. it's super stressful. And if you if you realize like you recognize in yourself this isn't worth it, it's not worth it. Leave. And honestly, to a degree, if I saw that, I'd be like, I you do you. Well, like, so then it came out that she is suffering from something called the twists. It's a thing that gymnasts get where their center of gravity is fucked up. Oh. And so she could be halfway through like a back handspring and and in the air get the urge to twist and get in like face upward oh and what that can cause is if she's doing like a thing on the beam or she's doing a flip and she stretches out and twists upward she could snap her fucking neck i was about to say like yeah. she could die so Damn. so good for her i'm glad you yeah. quit she needed to good for absolutely. her absolutely absolutely <laughs> if i was in her position no second thought that's I'm more out. than mental health that's i'm health. out <laughs> peace out i'm out of here fuck it i'm good like it's crazy that's wild. Like, is it like an involuntary thing? I have no idea. If it I'm is, not. that's wild. Like, if doing it is, a back that's handspring, crazy, right? Yeah. Like, doing a back handspring and then all of a sudden your body's like, whoo, and you land and you're like, whoa. That's whoa. crazy, right? <laughs> like, that would, oh, that'd be so scary. God damn. <laughs> I was about to say, is it vertigo? But no, she just want her body's just trying to face upward. Ooh, that's weird. But yeah, Simone Biles, get better. And Naomi, get better. It's weird that they got that at the same time. Is Did they both leave for the same reasons? I don't know why Naomi left. But I think they both left for a uh, multitude of reasons. Oh, okay. But, yeah. And then uh, I did ask my buddies to send me a conspiracy theory. And I'm going to say it, and then I'm not going to delve further into it. It is not problematic. I made that important. Conspiracy theories in general are Did you know that there's only one central government and the world looks nothing like they make it seem? All the other quote-unquote countries are just different regions of one landmass. every time you go up on a plane the windows are just screens projecting the lie like there is no u.s government or german government or any other country none of it's real that's it yeah i'm a little let down too one second that's just no you want more <laughs> i was actually it's funny you want more you brought up a conspiracy theory i was just like watching well i just read a, a short article about how a kid's like oh yeah i'm a parkland survivor and my QAnon dad thinks it's a hoax and it's like what the fuck how much closer could you be to the actual event that occurred than your son being like yeah i was shot at dad nah it didn't happen you fucking insane it's just it's become such a fucking issue yeah yeah I've, I've, it's gotten to the point where I'm so, I'm thinking about it so much. I'm like, I might write a fucking paper. I, I literally have a tier list of conspiracies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, so. The iceberg. No, well, yeah. So the iceberg, the top level is like the normal person. Yeah. And it's like based, this iceberg is based on 9-11. I was about to say, yeah. Most conspiracy theories are based around 9-11. Mm -hmm. So the normal person thinks that it was done by terrorists and bin Laden did it. Yeah. Then you get down to the last tier. I'm going to skip all the middle shit. Yeah. Pope Francis election, papal supremacy election, Mario public speaking, Benedict threatened into resignation. Somewhere in there. It's 9-11. You get from 9-11 to the papal state. <laughs> running everything. It's. These are the people I talk to. I think, and I'm starting to get to a place where I'm, I feel like I'm making connections, but at the same time, it's ironic because it's the exact same, same thing I'm arguing against. But 
we we live in this weird time where people like conspiracy theorists and then the same like kind of the same thing as people that try to make luca out to be like a, a like a huge gay agenda thing yeah that just connects what they can and if there's just enough evidence that they think is feasible oh, they'll yeah, be like you, it's reasonable you can't pro- you can't prove them wrong yeah exactly but, so and it's become this thing recently where nobody can be proven wrong. No, not at all. And it's nuts. It's fucking insane. Well, yes, but at the same time, I do have a question for you. Yes. What do you think Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? I don't know. They have the same middle name. That's our show. That's oh. all I got. No, I do want to tell people the pickup line, and I want to see if anybody will use it. <laughs> so I heard this pickup line the other day, and I really want to use it, but I can't use it because I have a girlfriend. So nah. I can't get the actual experience of walking up to a girl and using this because she'll like my girl will just laugh at me, and if I use it on anybody else, my girl will leave me. So I'm in a tough predicament. Yeah. So I want somebody, and you can't use it because. You have your girl. Give it to give it to Breen. I want to give it to Breen so bad. <laughs> I want to give it to a buddy of ours. Like, but so the line is: you walk up to a girl and you go, "Hey, here's what's up. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I normally don't ask a girl this until they tell me they're pregnant. But uh, what's your name?" So the reason I'm laughing is because I closed my eyes and pictured Breen saying that in the way that Breen would say it. And Bre- really oh my god, funny. we have a buddy and he's so socially awkward, but in like the best way. Like I, I don't love- mean that in a bad Breen, way. Breen, I love you. I love Breen so much. I love much, you. <laughs> but I want him to use it so bad. I want any of our friends to use it. If any of our friends use that, I'll cover their tab in a night it's out. Just, like, it's just it's so not Breen, and it would uh, be so funny. You gotta stop saying that. Breen. But yeah, uh, I can bleep him out. No, I just I don't want to talk about. Him. Oh yeah. Fucking oh no, man. I wasn't going to. I'm just saying it's just not his style at all. It oh, it, it really so isn't. Funny. But um, yeah, I want somebody to use that. I think that's a good one. And then another one that I want to try on my girl is I want to borrow somebody's like AirPods. Yeah. And put them in one of my ears. And then when I'm sitting there, they'll be like, "Look, I love you, and I want to be here for you, and all the good times and the bad. It doesn't matter to me when these things happen. Like I love you. Oh, what's that?" What? Oh no! I love I love you too. I love you too. And then pull the headphone out and be like, "What's up? What happened?" And see how she reacts. There's a fifty-fifty shot. I get smacked yeah, in the to, face. I was about like, to say. Further than that, if she just breaks something. Oh, snappy. she yeah. It could go really, really wrong. But yeah, if you if you think those pickup lines might work for you, try them out, and then hit us up and let us know how it. Di- Please how it do happened. them. I want people to use these pickup lines. I think they'd be fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, that's our show. We uh, I'm, that's enough for me. That's all I got. I ain't got much else. There's no new music out. Don does not out. Don does not out yet. Mm-hmm. I have I haven't found any great new movies to watch. I have a couple I've been like slowly watching. Uh, check yeah. out the documentaries because those are fucking dope. And yeah, there's not a lot for me to talk. About. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, thanks for watching. Oop, and that's the end of that. Fuck. <laughs> Nice. Thanks for watching, everybody. All right. Bye, everybody.